Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Between You and Me. This is Alex, your host. And today, I actually am re-recording a podcast. So this is not the first time this has happened to me. Um, I recorded this actually a while ago, this episode, and I took a break, right? I had a week off because it was my birthday. I'm officially 23 years old, everyone. And, um, so I didn't edit during that time because I was taking some time to myself, right? And when I went to go edit it, I hated everything that I was saying. Okay, not that I hated it, but I just... There was just a problem. I don't know. It didn't feel correct. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go re-record this right now. Two days before I'm going to post it, but it's fine. Um, I think it's better that I actually like and enjoy what I'm saying in my podcasts. And I know that it's actually useful information versus me kind of hating what I'm putting out, right? Like I want it to be something that I enjoy and that I like. And immediately when I started editing the other one, I was like, okay, I don't really like this. But getting right into it, today we are going to be talking about self-love and how important your relationship with you is. Okay, so I think that this subject is, first of all, really, really broad. Self-love can mean so much to different people, and this is going to be really specific to me and kind of specific to my journey when it comes to self-love and what I've learned throughout the past couple years. And as always, I'm speaking from a place of me being, you know, in the journey, if that makes sense. Like, I'm currently still doing things consciously to be more loving towards myself and doing things that show more love to myself because I'm not perfect I always feel like I can improve and I always feel like I have things to learn from other people and from other sources and just, you know, I'm never speaking down to you guys, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want you to feel like, oh, Alex is a professional and she knows everything and she's now telling you guys, like, no, I'm here to give you guys a different perspective potentially and just another level of, I don't know, like awareness on my part when it comes to self-love. So I want to explain what I think self-love is to me. And the best way, when I was thinking about this, I thought the best way that I could describe what self-love was like is essentially the same way that you would love another person, but then directing that love towards you through the way that you speak to yourself, your decisions for yourself, any of your actions, your life choices, and even with the time that you spend with yourself. So it's a really, really conscious act for me because there was a point in my life where I was super kind of ignorant and unconscious to what self-love really meant. And, you know, for my whole life, I was like, oh yeah, I love myself, I love myself. Um, you know, there was nothing to it. Like, it wasn't really a question. 
But when I look back and reflect, like, I don't think I loved myself to the point where my choices and my behavior was reflecting that. And I definitely had a point where I didn't love myself as much as I should have. So I'm going to go through all of that. But basically, I think that it's kind of a never-ending journey, to be honest. It's like you're always going to want to be consistently and wholeheartedly loving yourself and like continue to keep doing that throughout your existence, basically, because that's the point. The point of life, okay, I'm getting really deep, (laughs) but I feel like the point of life is just to get to know yourself deeper and you get to know yourself through all of the life experiences that you go through, through all of your challenges, through all of the relationships that you end up having with people, through your family, you know, and through all of that, you're just learning about yourself more and more and you're learning better ways to love yourself. Okay, so I'm going to reflect a little bit now and talk about how I used to be when I didn't really know what self-love was. I feel like there was a good portion of my life where I wasn't really open or present about the aspect of self-love. And I feel like I might have just like tapped into that more recently, like what it really means to actually put in effort to love yourself almost can be compared to the way that you love another person and then only realize when you lose them how much you love them, okay? Now, that's an interesting point that just came out of my head right now and it's actually so cool that I just thought about that because I feel like that's exactly what happened to me. I feel like, and I'm going to keep touching on episode number one that I've posted about my anxiety story and all of that stuff because it's so relevant to this because during that portion of my life, which was a good like two years ago, I genuinely lost so much love for myself because I lost the basic aspects of love, which is trust. And because of how much anxiety I was having at the time... I was doubting myself, I was constantly doubting my abilities, who I was, what I was even meant to be doing on this earth, and constantly, constantly blaming myself for feeling the way that I did, which was anxiety 24-7. So I think from that experience of me really feeling like I lost a part of myself, like now I look at it and it's like I never want to go back to that time of my life where I really didn't know who I was and I didn't trust myself and I genuinely didn't act in a way that showed love towards myself. So prior to that, I think that I was just existing in a way that wasn't really showing love for myself in any way, not through my actions, not through anything that I did. Like I remember back in the day, like let's say I was like 20, like maybe even younger, like to me self-love was literally just like get doing a bubble bath and putting a face mask on. Like genuinely that's what I believed it was because that's all I knew. That's all I would see on social media. That's all that people would explain as to what self-love meant it was just self-care you know spending time by yourself and doing really small mundane things and I mean at the time it felt fine like I would do my little bubble bath and I would sit down and I would relax and I don't really think it did anything for me but it was just like I was existing and I wasn't really paying attention to what it really meant to love myself so then we fast forward through that whole anxiety period and then now we're here 
now we're at this point where I felt like I needed to rebuild myself and I needed to truly find like this level of peace being alone and by myself and that's where I struggled the most because being alone I've never liked it I've never enjoyed being alone from day one actually a big part of my anxiety was being alone when I was a kid I hated my parents leaving me I hated not being with the people that I loved and just being by myself was never enough so I feel like I held on to that throughout my whole entire life and truly and honestly this is something I'm still working on today I'm not perfect at being alone and I don't always like it but it is something that allowed me to realize like this is a big thing that I need to work on and that was a way that I could show love to myself but starting off this little journey of when I was more self-aware about being loving towards myself I do feel like I got off on the wrong foot and what I think I did incorrectly during that time was I was so set on learning more about myself but not for the correct reasons not because I wanted to be more loving to myself and I wanted to spend more time with myself and grow but because I felt like I needed to fix myself like I felt like I carried so many problems and issues and I was affecting relationships in my life and you know different aspects of my life that all I wanted to do was change but not because I wanted to grow and love myself and accept myself and the way that I was it was because I didn't accept myself and so it's a really interesting thing to think about because it's like the real meaning of loving yourself is an unconditional love for your flaws and your mistakes and everything that you are and loving yourself for you not for anyone else but at the time all I wanted to do was to change for other people so I wouldn't be such a burden to them and so I could act better in different relationships and I could be a better person for other people, not for myself. And I think that was my first mistake because maybe my journey getting back to myself would have been quicker if I went about it for the right reasons. So with that being said, I have some things that I'd like to talk about that are means for self-love. And when I talk about them, they're going to sound really simple just because of the way that like I wrote them out and when you think about it it really is a practice it's it's a conscious decision that you have to make to actually act in a way to show yourself this love and respect because if you're not consciously deciding these things for yourself then they're gonna go unnoticed the same way that I used to be before and I still am like that sometimes sometimes I'm not conscious about these things because it's not the first thing on my mind you know what I mean so these are actually actions and things that you have to be willing and consciously doing in order to get to a place where you slowly grow and grow more love for yourself until it becomes an unconscious act until it becomes something that feels so normal and so well practiced that you don't have to think about it anymore So, of course, we can start off with really simple, mundane ones, but being kind to yourself on purpose when it's hard and when it's easy is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Now, I feel like when I talk about this, I'm going to constantly be touching back on the aspect of the way that you treat someone that you love. It's something so simple yet so unnoticed that When you really truly love someone and you want to do anything for them, that's the way that you should be acting towards yourself. 
So being kind to yourself, it should be simple, but it's not sometimes. It can be really difficult. You, your self-esteem can be very low, your self-confidence, and it's hard to actually look at yourself in the mirror or to be truly content with who you are as a person. But I don't really think it's about being content with who you are as a person initially. I think it's about accepting who you are initially and being okay with where you're at in your life right now. Because no one's ever going to be perfect. Let's just get that out of the way. You're never going to look at yourself and not find any flaws. Physically, emotionally, mentally, like anything. So you can't hold yourself to an extremely high standard. That's being unkind to yourself. And you shouldn't talk down to yourself. And you shouldn't speak to yourself in a way that you wouldn't speak to another person. Now, it can happen sometimes that we get overly emotional and we may say something we don't mean to a person that we love. And that can happen to ourselves as well. We can, you know, everybody has some internal conversation in their mind and they get upset at themselves and they get pissed off and they call themselves something like, oh, you're so stupid. How could you make that mistake? But then it also comes down to forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself for making a mistake and then forgiving yourself for taking it out on yourself. It's so interesting, guys. Like, honestly, when I talk about it now, it's like there's so many aspects to the relationship with yourself that really a lot goes into it. It's like a whole nother relationship. It's like having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Except your relationship with you should come first. So it's a whole nother thing you have to start thinking about. And if you haven't even thought of the concept of self-love before in this way, it can be a lot to take on. Like it can really be something super daunting and intimidating to be like, oh my God, I really have to do all of this for myself. But like I said, it's a long-term journey. Who is going to be there with you for the rest of your life? You. You have nobody else. I mean, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but you genuinely don't have anybody else who will be there for you the way that you will be. You're going to be there from the day you're born to the day you die. And nobody else is going to be there with you for that long. So that's what makes this relationship with yourself so important. Okay, so like I said, being kind to yourself, of course, is number one. And also, like I said, it can be very difficult. But this is something also, like I said, (laughs) that you have to be practicing on a day-to-day basis. And it's okay if you mess up. And it's okay if sometimes you don't even think about how negative you're being to yourself. As long as you catch yourself, as long as there's a level of self-awareness and you're able to look at that and be like, wait, no, sorry, let me apologize to myself. Let me refresh. Let's fix this. And it's okay that I made this mistake. It's okay that I did this on accident. I'm not going to blame myself and I'm going to accept it and move on and continue being kind to myself. Now, another way to show self-love is, of course, to take care of yourself mentally and physically even though it can be really, really hard at times. Now, mental and physical health, along with your emotional health, go hand in hand, and taking care of it is, honestly, this should have been the first one that I said, because I think it is genuinely the most important thing you can do for yourself. Taking care of your mental and physical health should be on the top of your list every single day. You should always put yourself in a priority, especially when it comes to these elements, because your mental and physical health and, you know, putting emotional along with mental, so mental, emotional, and physical health are the things that will drive your life. The way that you think, your mentality, the way that you control and handle your emotions and your overall physical health, you would be nothing without these things because your whole life relies on these aspects. 
So these should be the most important things in your life. It's so obvious, but it can be so ignored to be honest like people will neglect their mental health and their physical health i neglected my physical health for a really long time the things that i ate the way that i use my body every day exercising like i genuinely didn't care so much about these things like it wouldn't even cross my mind because the only thing that i thought about was oh i'm young like it doesn't matter it's not important right now if i don't have time to exercise or if i'm not really putting good things into my body like i can't tell it's not like i'm having issues it's not like i need to go to the doctor or you know i'm not elderly so it doesn't matter but it really does because like i said mental emotional physical health they all go hand in hand so if you're taking care of your physical health it will help improve your mental health now i go to the gym like three to four times a week like for the past three four months maybe longer and it has been one of the most tremendous things i've ever decided to do like i have never felt better and it motivates me to continue to want to be better when it comes to my physical health and like i said it improved my mental health for sure i definitely feel like i have a lot more energy and i have a lot more happy chemicals in my brain after i do work out and it's a huge stress relief i would go to bed in the past many times just feeling like my body was consumed with anxiety and i didn't really have a way of releasing it so now all of that cortisol and stress hormones in my body are all being released while i'm exercising so it's really amazing honestly there's so much science behind it but i genuinely couldn't stress it enough taking care of your physical health will have a huge impact on your mental health. And then, of course, just thinking about your mental health in general, you taking care of that and showing love to yourself can be anything from, you know, starting therapy or journaling or really taking time every day or every other day or once a week to spend time looking inwards and evaluating your emotions and your energy levels and how your mental health has been and reflecting on that and the patterns that are happening in your brain. So yeah, in conclusion, for that little aspect, that was a long one, but I think that mental, emotional, physical health, taking care of those parts of your life are extremely, extremely important and a huge way to show love for yourself because you're caring for yourself and you're acting in a way that shows yourself, I care for you and I want to do things to show and prove to myself that I do care and love for myself. Okay, now moving on to the other means of self-love. I think, as I mentioned before early on in this episode, I said the decisions that you make really define how much love you have for yourself. And that's very true. Because making hard decisions that are the best for you, even if there's an easier option, is a reflection of self-love. Now, this is kind of broad because it can range from so many different things, you know? Like, for example, if you are presented with two job opportunities and one of them makes you a lot of money within a short period of time, but it's not a long-term job. It's something that will just get you a quick buck and you're not going to learn anything. You're not really going to invest good time and it's not going to be an overall long-term investment in your career. And then you're given an opportunity where you're at a starting position, let's say, for a job that you know you can grow in and can succeed in the long run. So in this way, making a decision to take the longer option that you know is going to reap more benefits at the end 
would be the correct decision but also the harder decision because you know you're going to have to put in more work you know you're going to have to struggle a little bit more and you know you might have to suffer maybe but you're still going to do it because you know overall that is going to be the best for you you're going to leave that situation happier than the other ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They're one. So that's just a, I don't know, that could have been a weird example, but that's kind of what I mean. It's like you're going to be given so many situations in your lifetime where you have to make the harder decision. And usually the right decision is the harder decision. So another means of self-love to me, I think, is being very gentle with yourself. Now, just like I said before, the same way that you would be really caring and loving and gentle to somebody that you love this is how you should be treating yourself. A huge thing that I feel like a lot of people do, and I've been a victim of doing to myself as well, is holding yourself to too high of expectations and then beating yourself up when you don't meet these expectations. You have to be realistic. The same way that you would expect something from another person, if you look at it with a rational state of mind and think, okay, I don't think that that person will be able to complete this task within the time frame based on everything else that's going on in their lives, you shouldn't give yourself that same expectation then. Like, you shouldn't hold yourself to an extremely high standard, but of course it's good to hold yourself to a high standard and to expect good things from yourself, but if you're not succeeding and you keep holding yourself to these high, high, high standards and saying, I should be able to do this. I'm a shitty person if I can't do this. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not making people proud. I'm not making myself proud. Like this is an awful, awful way to be treating yourself and there's better ways to go about it. You need to hold yourself to a proper expectation, something that you know you can achieve if you work hard enough to do it. And then you need to celebrate those little wins, the small things. You're never going to be happy if you're just consistently trying to reach for your next goal to look for happiness. And if that's all you're doing, you're going to leave yourself in this rut of like truly just self-hatred. Like you're going to not believe in yourself as a person if you continuously try to reach these extremely high goals that you can't do within that time period. So if you are letting yourself down, you need to be kind to yourself. You need to be accepting of you not reaching a certain goal because it happens and we're not perfect. I'm going to say this over and over again. We're not perfect people. You can hold yourself to a certain standard and be okay with reaching them and not reaching them. All right. Another means of self-love to me, I think this is a very, very important one as well. They're all important, but this one's <laughs> this one's pretty high up there, is asking people for help and allowing people to help you. Now, these are all very broad, like I said before, but especially I feel like in terms of mental health, a lot of people can find it very difficult to ask for help. 
And it isn't just mental health either. It can be for a task. It can be for your physical health. It can be for advice. It could be anything. And if you only rely on yourself for everything in your life, you're going to be living a very lonely, difficult life, an overly difficult life. Because we would have been placed on this earth by ourselves if we could do everything by ourselves, but we can't. And that it's just that simple. If we were lucky enough to be born into a family and with friends around us and with mentors and supervisors and teachers, we should be able to use these people to our benefit and not in a selfish way, in a way that we give and take, that we help others and they help us. And people should want to help you and you should want to help other people. So you should be okay with asking other people for help and allowing them to help you even if you might not want to. This goes back to making the harder decisions. Sometimes it's harder to ask someone for help, but you know that you will learn more and you'll be better with that person by your side rather than doing it by yourself. It is the harder option, but it's better for you. Now, the last means of self-love that I thought of was just to respect the journey that you're on instead of hating it or expecting it to be different, or comparing it to another person's journey. We're all on very different, unique journeys when it comes to life. So there should be no reason for you to compare yourself to anybody else. Because in doing that, the only thing that you're doing for yourself is setting yourself up to be disappointed in your own self if you're comparing yourself to somebody else. And at times, I won't lie, at times comparison can be motivation, but it has to be in a positive mindset, of course. If you're in a negative mindset and you're comparing yourself to somebody or to a situation or to someone's success, you're going to be disappointed in yourself and you're going to hate yourself for not being at the same point as somebody else. Now, like I said, we're all in our unique points in our lives and there's just really no use in having comparison or not being happy with the point that you are in your life. Because I think I said this in another podcast, but everything happens for a reason. You're in this point in your life for a reason, whether it's to learn, whether it's to make mistakes, whether it's to finally be able to prosper, you know, There's so many journeys that you're going to be going on in your lifetime that you shouldn't be hateful of where you're at right now because you're meant to be there. You're meant to be learning. You're meant to be growing. You're meant to be in this position. You might be meant to be stagnant right now. Who knows? You Maybe you need to sit, reflect, and nothing might be moving in your life right now because that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be sitting down, reflecting, taking time to yourself. If a lot of things are moving and coming your way, maybe you should be jumping and taking risks and doing things and, you know, taking action. I don't know. It's so it's so complicated for me to explain because everybody's life is so different and unique, but never shame your own journey. Everybody is doing their own thing And you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody else or think you're better than them or think you're worse than them. You are unique. You are your own person. Be happy in that. Soak that all up. Enjoy being you. Enjoy being at your pace, your journey. It's all about you, baby. Okay, now there was a lot of information thrown at you guys there. So I hope it resonates in some kind of way and you guys learn and take something from that 
or if you even have other opinions on what you feel like self-love is for you I would love for you guys to tell me that in the comments of my next post on my Instagram or whatever it might be but we're gonna hop into some questions now about self-love that I got from you guys once again the Instagram for you guys to ask me that is at between you and me podcast so don't forget to go over there and follow it you can also follow my main Instagram which is at underscore hey it's Alex underscore xo just for any future social media stuff So hopping right into the questions, the first one is how to differentiate self-love and ego. Um, This is an interesting one because they're very, very different. From what I just explained about self-love, that has nothing to do with anybody else but yourself. And I think to me, ego is all about you thinking that you're better than others or thinking that you're superior or not understanding another person and believing that the world basically revolves around you and when you think with ego it's hard for you to relate to other people and to understand other people deeply but when you when you love yourself and you show self-love it's easier for you to be understanding of other people because you grow empathy for yourself and you grow empathy for other people You can only give as much as you're willing to give to yourself. So if you can't give, you know, trust, empathy, whatever it might be to yourself, it's going to be very difficult to give it to another person because you haven't experienced the ability to do it yet. That's why you do things for yourself. That's why you grow this love for yourself so that you're able to do it for other people. So it can be really complicated, actually, to be in a relationship and love somebody but it also can be a huge learning experience to how you can love yourself it really does go hand in hand so those are the differences in my mind at least for the difference between ego and self-love because having ego is debilitating it's not good it's a disadvantage if you have a big ego your relationships with yourself with others it's gonna be shit sorry that's a that's a big thing that a lot of people have to get rid of And I have a fucking ego sometimes too. But if you have a huge ego, you're basically living in your own world and you're not really understanding the basic elements of, you know, love. (laughs) Okay, so this one's from Xandra Loy, or it could be Xandra Loy. She said, do you think loving yourself is selfish, especially if you're in a relationship? So this kind of relates to the last question in terms of the how having a big ego is selfish not loving yourself and not self-love so sometimes i guess self-love can be misconstrued in a way like people can believe acting in a certain way is self-love when in reality it is just your ego getting in the way like you choosing to not be understanding to another person and only listening to what you think is correct can be ego That can be your ego getting in the way and not allowing you to be receptive to another person. So in that way, it can be selfish for sure. But if you're going about self-love in the correct ways, and I say that really loosely because there really is not a correct way. It's just the basic elements of what I was speaking about before, like being accepting and loving of yourself and kind to yourself. 
then it shouldn't be selfish whatsoever. Like, spending time with yourself might be the only aspect of that that I feel like someone might consider that selfish because maybe you're not spending enough time with somebody, um, you know, in your relationship. But I think if the other person understands self-love in their own way, then they should be understanding of you wanting to spend time with yourself for whatever reason. So, in that case, I think my answer would be nar. I don't think it's selfish. Okay, next question is, how do I forgive myself for something that has happened? So, this is definitely a huge, huge um, lesson to learn when it comes to self-love. I definitely lacked a lot of trust in myself at a certain point in my life, so I was not very loving in that way. And I think that when you lack trust... And maybe you've made a mistake, let's say, in work or in a relationship, then you find it very hard to forgive yourself. Guilt can really consume you, especially when it comes to anxiety. So I think that in that way, you have to, once again, treat yourself the way that you would treat another person, which is interesting because the normal way that people do do that little motto or whatever it is, is treat people the way you want to be treated but it's treat yourself the way you would treat others in this case because i'm assuming that all of you guys are loving and beautiful people right so if you're loving and sweet and kind to another person and forgiving to another person then you should forgive yourself in the same way now think about it in simple terms like somebody does something wrong to you maybe lies to you maybe breaks your thing and doesn't tell you and now you find out and they fucked up and they're sorry and they're you know apologizing to you and saying they'd never do it again so you accept that apology and you love them and you move on now it sounds very simple but this is kind of the way that you should treat yourself if you know in your heart you made a mistake and you don't wish to make that mistake ever again then that's all you need. That's all you need to move on and to accept and forgive yourself. And it can be hard if you haven't gained the forgiveness of somebody else and maybe that person's no longer in your life, but you should still in that case make an effort to forgive yourself because you don't want that guilt to be with you. And if you truly believe that you wouldn't make that mistake again and you have learned from making that mistake, then that's all you really need. That's all you need to forgive yourself and to move on and to continue doing better. Alrighty, next question is, how to stop putting your self-worth in the hands of others? This is a really good question to end off on because it is something that I struggled with for so long. I actually still do. I mean, it's, it's hard. Like I said a million times throughout this episode, Everything I say is so simply put, but is genuinely not easy to do. It's not easy to actually act in a way with self-love all the time. So when you're putting your self-worth in the hands of others, you're definitely not giving yourself the best self-love because you're not showing yourself that the only opinion that really truly matters and should really, really truly matter in your life is your own. And it's okay to care about other people's opinions. It actually can be very beneficial at times, especially if you're surrounding yourself with good people. Their opinions of you should matter to a certain extent. 
You shouldn't rely only on the opinions of other people, though. Because when you're left in that situation where you can't really validate your own feelings or give yourself any worth, then you're constantly going to be waiting for some kind of approval, some kind of validation, something from somebody else when you can very well give that to yourself. And I think the most common times that these things happen are in your very, very close relationships, especially a relationship with a partner. In these situations, a lot of the times you you rely on validation from that person and worth because you rely so much on that love from that person. So when someone like that is really important in your life, their opinions of you can be really, really empowering almost like you just genuinely feel the best when they think of you the best but the only issue with that is that if they for any reason don't think of you as the best person anymore and they think of you badly then you're gonna think of yourself badly because you're just relying on that person for their opinion on you and you don't have a well-constructed opinion or idea of your own worth so in these cases it's it's difficult because, of course, you're going to care about that person's opinion of you and you're going to want them to think highly of you. But in order to not rely so strongly on the opinions and the worth that other people give you, you have to build up that relationship with yourself. So that goes back to everything that I was talking about before. All of these aspects allow you to build trust, build worth, and give yourself validation and when you continuously work on growing that self-love and growing that relationship with yourself then you're slowly balancing out the worth that you feel from other people and within yourself now realistically i think that the way that you look at yourself it is more important I'm not going to say it's 100%. You should only care about the way that you feel about yourself. But it is higher up on the scale, I think, personally, that you should rely more on your opinions of yourself more than others. But then again, like I said, the opinions of other people are very beneficial too. So there's a element of balance there. You just have to make sure that you grow that level of self-love and that relationship and allow it to be balanced with the opinions of other people so that you won't be stuck in a position that you're always craving any love, attention, um, signs of validation from other people all the time. It's okay to want the validation of others occasionally, but it really should just come from you. You should be confident in yourself by yourself. And the way to do that is to grow the relationship with yourself. So yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. I think I did better on this episode than the last one. I feel a bit more confident with my answers and with my explanation of what I believe self-love to be. But of course, I'm sure there's things I didn't touch on. Self-love is a huge topic, a huge concept that I'm still learning about. So I think that there's a lot more to know and to learn and I hope that this helped you guys if maybe you feel like you're listening to this because you want to start your self-love journey or if you're already you know in it and maybe you learned a couple things that maybe you could do better for yourself 
Um, so yeah, I love you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast and for supporting me and for all of your sweet, sweet, sweet messages about the podcast. And also, thank you to everyone for your birthday messages too. I didn't get to respond to everybody, of course, but um, I really do appreciate that. I'm 23 now. Big, big things coming. <laughs> Just kidding. Just regular things coming. But um, I love all of you guys. Think about the ways that you like to receive love, okay, and give that to yourself. I love you all, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.